Welcome everyone. This is episode 14 of A Controversial Take and we are back this time. We're going back to back with guests. So uh, in for a special one tonight. As always, our regular rebel rousers are here. <laughs> what? <laughs> wow. Don't now, know what that means. For, for Don't know how to take that at all. For your benefit, did, I've gone to... Did you, just call us, did you just call us arousers? Uh, rebel rousers. You can oh, make okay. it arousing if you want. But <laughs> a definition of it from the worst dictionary I could find online that was free is a person who speaks with the intention of inflaming emotions of a crowd of people. Oh. Wow. It's actually wow. pretty, it's a pretty um, accurate Appropriate. definition. Yeah. I thought you said rubble raises, which is a throwback to um, Zane playing Battlefield 1984. <laughs> um, <laughs> But, but anyway, yeah. and he raises plenty of emotions while he's playing that. So yeah. anyway, I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. I thought you were going with Barney Rubble. I was like, well, no. I don't know. Uh, there could be stones in that. Well, how good, good would, how good would Zane have been in the Stone Age? Oh, man. Amazing. It was named after me. <laughs> born oh, in the wrong time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> hey. I, was, I was born, yeah. Anyway, go on. Introduce our guest. Before we introduce our guest, because he oh, was mentioned right. last week by last week's guest, um, I, I did want to just uh, have a quick chat about about Cam and the fact that he came on and uh, probably a little bit like Tubsy, actually Sean. There are a few people who have um, given some feedback saying that that was one of our best episodes. Ooh, uh, I, but... I think that was probably us, not necessarily Cam. But anyway, <laughs> but the, the feedback was. Was from Jackson, okay. right? Because <laughs> because of the call out for well, of Cam on the game that doesn't get called mm. out, and and mm. and I think just the fact that that is now in the public domain, it's trending, um, and I think most people think that uh, the young fella is a is a accomplished basketballer. <laughs> I don't know if it's trending. <laughs> there are a few people to to call it out as a lie. Uh, not, even even people who were there, Swabsy um, straight away said, "Obviously, they were not all swishers." <laughs> so, That's true. To bring it, bring him down a peg. It's typical of our podcast. We we push the young one as well. The young one actually got a big head after after that call out. He he he's now considering doubling his uh, bet with me on the eighty percent free throw oh. challenge. That's what again, Zane. Just slow played him, went the long game. Yeah. <laughs> you, you might have done this well. This is a great <laughs> tactic. Yeah, he's definitely not going to win that bet. So any, any yeah, part of know. that that I can take, I'll be I'll be taking that as well, uh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> well, Happy to sell shares. <laughs> last week's episode also rocketed up the charts uh, and is now number four in our all-time top, uh, top plays for, for episodes. So wow. quite a few people like that. Um, I think quite a few of the Triple X guys who may not always listen got onto that one, um, mainly just to hear the junk that Cam was talking about, I believe. <laughs> Cam also, I believe, um, ha has got the white army following now the, um, the podcast. Um, Majority of the population. <laughs> he's sent it out to all his, all his mates just to say, hey, <laughs> hey, look at this. How famous am I? Yeah. <laughs> I like that. I like all, it as well. All those mates that went to racing with him. <laughs> yeah. So all from Australia, right, Tim? Uh, well, there was actually a new entrant 
Oh, what? Um, as, as well. <laughs> very, very oddly. Um, and it turns out it was Canada. So I'm not oh. sure if we've got people listening from Canada or if it was one of Cam's mates trying to renew his league pass through a different country. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's happened. <laughs> wow. Like a VPN glitch. Yeah, well, <laughs> I guess may have, may have said something before he's been introduced. Fantastic. Yeah. We knew wow, this episode that, was going to be That would be a first. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so random. I feel like I was baited into that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> just couldn't hold on. <laughs> because we're about, we're about to introduce you because you were talked about last week. And Mr. Chris Yo, welcome to the podcast. Uh, Cam named you as well, a story in his top five stories for Triple X. Um, and given that you haven't played that many games or that many seasons with us, uh, I think that uh, you've done fantastically well. You clearly stuck it stood out in his mind. Yeah. Right. Uh, look, what, what can I say? <laughs> I, I, I feel, uh, I feel, I was going to say privileged, but uh, that, that's not quite the right word. I'll come to it. <laughs> um, you, you could, you could feel privileged. Can feels it all the time. <laughs> Oh, that's a great call. That, that was one of your best, Zane. Yeah, I think that. Um, I think um, you should probably drop off the line now, Zane. <laughs> <My God. done. laughs> it's only downhill from here. You, you definitely can't can't beat that. Hey, so Chris, um, as is typical when we introduce new guests, uh, we've got a couple of questions for you um, to get the uh, get get a little bit of the creative juices going. So, firstly, how do you know Pete, Zane, and I? Um, and then I'll ask you a few other a few other questions. Yeah, sure. Um, so I, I, I did, I, I had to think about this. Uh, it, it took me a really long time to sort of come to this. And actually, I was, I, I bumped into someone in the park the other day. Um, and, and it, and it jogged my memory, actually. So, so I think the very first time I met you guys, it would have been all together, but correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but it would have been MSAC and you guys playing basketball for Squatties? Was it Squatties? Yeah. 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 It would have been. Yeah, I, I think so. Um, so, it might be. you know, might be. We, we, it, yeah, could be, we, it could be like us, us asking, who's that dickhead? And it'd be like, oh, he's Jono's mate. Oh, but, so he's Jono's brother. I'm like, yeah, what? Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It definitely would have been, who's that dickhead? Because I remember there was one game where I turned up, I think it was the second game I came to watch, and I got a tech foul, and I wasn't even on the team. <laughs> No one really knew me on the team. Yeah. And yeah. there was a shit call and I just said, Ref, you're a dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> and and he texted me. And I wasn't even uh, I'm not even you sure. You were amazing with Charlie, on... right? You were amazing with Charlie back then. No, Garth, yeah. I think. Garth. Oh, with Garth. Yeah, Garth. Oh, okay. Garth. Yeah. yeah, so I didn't know you at the time and then there was a tech foul called on you and the ref was like, That's like Air Squadron's bench, so the other team gets free throws. And I was like, what the fuck? Who is this, who is this guy and why is he so passionate? <laughs> uh, and, and it only took a few years, maybe like 15 years later, and, and then Cam's story comes around and you know, you're trying to pick fights with the opposition um, when you actually got a Guernsey. So it all comes full circle um, and creates a very interesting... Um, uh, I guess pattern um, on your behavior. <laughs> it, it's nice to see your your your, your behavior is progressive. <laughs> oh look, there's uh, there's um, 
what do they say? There's, there's, um, uh, what's that saying um, about uh, data, about um, lies, and uh, you know, you can find basically data to support anything, right? So, I don't know. I think uh, a bit of bit of bias, perhaps there, but anyway. <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't have said so, but yeah. No, I would have said that there's two. <laughs> Two statistical, um, clear statistical, uh, statistic, um, clear statistical evidence to support one hypothesis that is clear as day. Um, sure, that's what I would say. Can we go back for a second, Chris? So you <laughs> randomly spoke to someone in the park to remember yep. this. To remember this story. Yeah, was it a ref? No, you could probably no, no. So you could probably get to it was. It was golf. Bumped into golf. I was it's thinking you, <laughs> the way the story went in my head was you're walking down the park, you spotted this ref that you haven't seen for years <laughs> and you just whispered out of the corner of your your mouth as you went past him, dickhead. <laughs> and then you're like, you oh, he <laughs> turned and teched you in the park. Uh, yeah. Well. Uh, yeah, look, no, no, it wasn't. It wasn't quite like that. But I, I have a feeling if I walk past any ref that uh, recognised me, it wouldn't matter what I said. <laughs> they were techie, yeah. What about what about a tall, fifty-year-old white guy in ref shoes? <laughs> <laughs> Air of privilege uh, around him. Uh, <laughs> Uh, oh. I wouldn't. I wouldn't step on his toes. <laughs> well, I'd leave him okay. be. I, I like that. I like that. So, uh, two follow-up questions from that. Um, mm. One, your your favourite Triple X story, if you have one, and also um, something that we haven't recounted much, but um, we we we've been to to Cobram a couple of times, and and I believe Chris, you would probably have a favourite. Cobram story as well. So, triple X story and a Cobram story to share with the, with us and our listeners. Yeah, sure. So, uh, look, a lot of fun memories actually from playing with Triple uh, X. So, it, it's a really fun team to play with. And um, I, I was I actually so so one thing I did say to to Gav um, the other day when I bumped into him at the park um, was. <laughs> Would it uh, would it be uh, would it would it be inappropriate if I said oh like a couple of couple of guys that kind of look like each other, um, <laughs> being being Pete and and um, and Brendan, and he goes you know they're cousins right I'm like <laughs> no, <laughs> <laughs> so I something new. Um, oh, but the, uh, but but distinct memories are going fuck what's that. Was, was that Pete or, or Brennan? Because both of you like to, both of you like to sort of head out to the three point line and kind of just hang there, and 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 wait for the ball. Um, um, and and both pretty pretty decent shots. So surprisingly, um, from from the looks of it, <laughs> oh, thanks, Bailey. No, no, just just, just joking. But uh, no, so 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 there's that. Um, and also just just the interplay with the team. I mean. Um, just, uh, I don't know what it is about it, um, but uh, yeah, it's just a fun team. There, there seems to be a, an air of fun about it. Some teams, it's almost sort of um, hard work to sort of um, work out, you know, what you're doing on the team. But uh, yeah, for Triple X, I kind of just slipped in and just, yeah, took, yeah, had, had a lot of fun with you guys. 
it's um, good that you think it's good that you think that way because I noticed um, some members of the Triple uh, X um, team is don't like is me. thinking exactly, <laughs> no, no exactly is thinking exactly like what you said like uh, finding finding it very hard to know what they're doing on the team you know like, <laughs> like Jacko. <laughs> He's there to run. We all know that. <laughs> yeah, Everyone else will. Yeah. Token young guy. Everybody's got a role. You find it naturally. I think that's 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 the fun thing. No, it's nobody's. Good. And the reality is, just like this podcast, you can't get ahead of yourself because everyone will bring you down. So it's, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Why it's fun. It, pretty much. Pretty much. Uh, Cobram. What about Cobram? Yeah. Throw us the Cobram story. Ah. Uh, uh. Because otherwise we'll uh, share ones about you. Yeah, yeah. I reckon, well, I mean, uh, I, I feel like the funny one's going to come up. So I, I feel like I should get ahead of that one. Because oh, yeah. um, <laughs> I, I feel like that's probably the most famous story, I suppose. But um, uh, no, you know what? I'm gonna, I'll, I'll leave that one. I'll leave that one. <laughs> please, please leave that one. <laughs> I haven't heard the story. <laughs> So, so there were there were a couple of stories before I joined um, Cobram, which made me want to go. Um, I, I suppose so. Oh, so, um, yes. Just um, hearing about sort of golf cart um, situations that may or may not have been life or death <laughs> um, <laughs> involving Des and Des and Garv, um, yes. and and nearly getting uh, I don't know penetrated by a tree. <laughs> <laughs> In the eye, just to be clear, um, and so, 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 just the shenanigans. It, it just sounded, yeah, just sounded like fun. Did it live up to your expectations? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Of course. Yeah, yeah. Think about that one. <laughs> no, I, like, well, I was, I was just, just trying to think what expectations I had, sort of from, <laughs> from that, like whether I was going to get impaled by a tree. But it wasn't, wasn't so much that. It was just, yeah. I wasn't expecting the, uh, the, the, the nighttime drive. Um, that was, that was hilarious. Um, <laughs> and probably more hilarious cause it's fairly unsuccessful, <laughs> largely unsuccessful. Um, do you know about the nighttime drive scene? No, I don't know. What so this is where, well, maybe, I don't know. Um, the motel that we were staying at had a driving range next to it which we didn't know the first time, but what we did was we just found a spot where people could drive their cars up, um, put their high beams on, and we would just hit balls into the darkness, um, not really knowing where they were going. Um, but then as we found out uh, in the morning of the first time, that was onto the driving range, so it was quite safe. Um, probably should have investigated uh, that earlier, but... Um, <laughs> It was always good fun. And you'd see some sparks occasionally. Um, you would. Yeah. Cool. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And Charlie's car battery always dies. I was about to say, <laughs> Charlie, of all guys, drives his RAV4 out there and runs the battery flat. Fantastic. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, <laughs> hey, um, Chris, my favourite story uh, from Cobram that involved you was I think you were the first person ever to um, bring a traveller out onto the course, uh, you had your little little um, backpack with, with sack. a bottle of whiskey, your little sack, uh, and you and Fabian definitely part, partook in quite a few drinks. Um, yes. yes. <laughs> and and the the shot I remember 
I think we'll. It was. I, I think this was. It might have been a one one club event. Um, that might have been why you were carrying that that bag and just one club around. Uh, which would have been the event where Tubbsy was was he captain and, and he did nothing. A club where he did no. he didn't actually have one shot. He got told to take the nine iron. Ah, uh, that's right. <laughs> so he tells and, us, <laughs> and then never never got to take one of his shots because the nine iron is the most useless club you could have taken, <laughs> particularly for him. It turns out. But I remember there was um, there was a putt that came up, and I don't know what what club you had, Chris, but. Rather than putting it standing upright, you were down, um, hunched over on the ground, uh, snooker style, using the, the back. Yeah, using the back of the the, <laughs> the club to try and get it in. I, I can't remember if that was part of the game or that was just you. Um, that was just me. That was definitely <laughs> yes. just me. That was just him for sure. And and, and um, I have I have clear memories. Funny, funny enough, I have clear memories of um, of this. So it was a bottle of St Andrews, which is in the shape of a golf club. Yes. So I kept with the theme. Oh there. yes, I remember that. Um, it it was uh, it was it, it was a uh, actually no, it might have been it might have been the day after that we did this. Um, I, I'm I'm thinking about the skins game. Do, do, do you remember that? Yeah, game that we the, that, that the one where we we did um, a few of the like go in circles and then then hit the ball was that one right? Uh, yeah, I think like yeah, pairs, yeah 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 what, yeah pairs yeah one. yeah pairs one yeah so I was paired up with Fabian yeah but but yeah back to the snooker shot yes that was definitely <laughs> me um, and just yeah just uh, I think I was just stuffing around and just having a bit of fun but um. I mean that that's that's my usual mo, right? <laughs> just like triple X, you just you just keep yeah. in seamlessly. Yeah, <laughs> got to maximise the fun, right? You, and uh, and when you started fighting, um, no one wanted a bar of it. In in the case of Cobram, it was with kangaroos. In the case of triple X, it was the opponent, right? <laughs> actually, so with that fight, actually, someone did back me up. So it was Tony. Tony backed me up on that one. Very, very nice of him. Um, still remember it. Um, yeah. He probably and, doesn't and, know your name, man. <laughs> yeah. He just likes fighting. Does he like fighting too? Yeah. It's possible. Yeah. He, he, he went to CBC, so like, uh, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. right. Yeah. But see, it's not, it's not really, it, I don't, it's not really fighting, right? It's just being economical with words. There's nothing kind of clearer than fuck off. <laughs> Oh, boy. It's when you try to explain that to the refs and the opponents. That's when it doesn't really work. But anyway, mm. <laughs> but so back to Cobram. Uh, actually, w one of my favourite memories from that um, was the day after when we played skins, and Fabian and I won it on a single hole. So our plan was to drink as much as possible and not fall over. <laughs> but still win, right? So I think the first first eight holes were like practice holes. <laughs> we won, we, and, and so funny enough, we drew on every single one until we got to nine. We won the ninth, and then we just kept on drinking. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, who are you playing against? Uh, it, I, I think it was Tony and Tony. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think it was Tony and Tony. I, I do now remember this. <laughs> you yep. went evens the whole way because we asked afterwards. We're like, and and I'm pretty sure the two Tonys came in uh, very forlorn when they walked into the into the clubhouse and like, yep, 
yeah, we we somehow uh, drew all of that. <laughs> and everyone had seen you guys drinking very heavily, <laughs> just having fun. Yeah, if it was yeah. anyone else other than Tony, like people would have been like, oh, that's bullshit. Like that, that didn't happen. You guys are just like, you know, making it up. But Tony, I remember playing with him for the first time. And I, you know, as I do, I hit somewhere else and came back to the green. And I, I said to him, oh, how many do you have? And he was, and I know he hit a nice drive down the fairway and he's like 17. I was like, what? Like, how is that even possible? He's like, don't ask. I have 17. I'm like, okay, this guy's pretty honest. There's never been a more honest person at Cobram than Tony. I think <laughs> so. Counting his strokes. So, oh, so Edmund. For that, for, for oh, that wait, round, no. That, that round, um, we, we finished the bottle. So it was nice. Uh, definitely maximized the fun on that one. Did well, did very well. So, what were we saying about Edmund? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> He's the yeah. counter to, counter of Tony. <laughs> <laughs> he certainly counts. Uh, when it's not his turn. <laughs> yeah. Let's uh, move on because we, Chris, we will come back to you. You will have the first story for our main uh, segment in a moment. One thing we we're going to quickly recap on was um, last week's chat, which was about life-changing moments. And we are hopefully on the precipice of, of retirement for a couple of us. Um, and, and a shout out to the wee bidders out there um, after mentioning you guys last week. And, and we've got a couple of followers on the, on the train as well. So um, hopefully we'll, be, we'll have a very happy uh, celebratory podcast next week, guys, for the, for the guys who yeah. know that today. So we'll see. I hope so. Um, I hope so. Uh, this one, um, Chris, very interesting story, but um, just the quick quick version is that we, you know, we're on this stock. It's been doing quite well. We've been waiting for commercialization um, on Monday, Tuesday, no, Wednesday, last week. Yeah. There was a leaked, there was a leaked, well, what seems to have been the marketing company has released the wrong bit of news um, out to the market. And the news that they meant to release was something along the lines of an extension of their marketing arrangement with their um, R&D company. What they actually released was a draft of an unfinished contract for the commercialization of the, of the entire product um, that was released to their followers just before market open and then led the company to go into suspension um, because that wasn't supposed to be released until it became final. Um, and the suspension is supposed to lift tomorrow, but no one knows what, like if that was legit news or not or whatever, and that could be a game changer. So fingers crossed mm. for wee bitters. Um, We're hoping. We're hoping. It's been we are hoping. Uh, for a couple of bit. Well, it's been over 12 months since we've been on this one. So this has been a nice little... Um, long journey for for a few of us, and a good one so far. Hopefully, better. Let's oh, see how it goes. And Tim is owed a lot of noodles as a result. Mm. <laughs> yes, uh, of which I've I've got a few pre pre noodles. So Pete kindly sent sent a few noodles, um, which were very tasty. Um, Jacko tried to be funny and thought he was sending a couple of pool noodles. Turns out he paid a lot for a single pool noodle <laughs> and got ripped off. Uh, so, very funny. Uh, that, that was a win-win story, to be honest. <laughs> oh, dear. 
won't be getting. I thought you were talking like some kind of virtual noodle. No, 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 no. Well, well, well. At the moment, until we travel, then I think uh, yes, (laughs) they will be virtual. (laughs) I, 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 yeah, I I send some instant noodles. Yeah, I like to think I, um, I contributed to increase your wealth, Tim, by playing that one-upmanship game with you. We did. We had a lot of fun, Zane. <laughs> Trying to one-up each other for a couple of months on this as hopefully um, help both of us in the long run. Yes. yes. <laughs> okay, well, we'll come back to that next week, hopefully. We'll see how we go. Uh, Paralympics, Pete, I'm going to ask you because I think you were the only one of us to pay a little bit of attention to that. Uh, did you watch any over the last week before it finished up? Uh, I've lost interest. Um, <laughs> has it finished? I believe it would be. <laughs> you know what, yeah. right? I'll tell you this. And every time, because the second pole won a couple of golds, it was the only, this one lady who's apparently just really good at backstroke. Um, and they had the coverage. But every time I turned on the coverage, and I kid you not, this is like four times, and, and Allegra is the same. She would turn it on. The same discus event was being played. I don't understand why. The same discus event. There's no Singaporeans in it. And China finished one and two. And, and, yeah. and you know, Zane's favourite athlete came out and, and, you know, did her five and a half metres on her first throw. <laughs> I, I just, Maybe that's why they played it over and over. It's pretty hard to get into it when every time you turn it on, there's some supposedly event... It's exactly the same as the last thing you watched. So, so I lost. I lost interest, unfortunately. And the last time I checked, I think China had ninety-four golds. I don't even know what they finished on. Yeah, they finished on ninety-six. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, oh, that was right at the end. I, um, I, hey, I, I saw a highlight um, of the female sprint, um, the cycling sprint, and. Um, and uh, it was a one-legged Chinese girl versus an Aussie, two-legged, and the one-legged girl dominated. Really? Wow. Yeah. She was she was behind for the start because she couldn't accelerate that well, but then after two kilometers or something, she basically literally just you know just just she went past like in terms of you know how you sprint the sprint they go opposite sides, yeah, and she crossed the line must have been five seconds or, or, or something um, faster than the Aussie girl. And That is and, unbelievable. And the way that she was pedaling, oh my God, it was like um, just one leg, right? You can imagine she, her whole body was moving, um, moving just for the pedaling. And it was, uh, it was really hard, hard to describe what, what it was, what it looked like, but, uh, but it, it looked amazing. Uh, and it's amazing that she can do that. So, you know, uh, all props to, uh, to, to her. Mm. Um, but it was a good, great highlight to see. Wow. Now, I, I can imagine how hard this is because about two months ago, I went on a ride with the kids um, and we got a couple of Ks away from home and my pedal fell off. Um, so <laughs> so you're, you're, you're a Paralympian for, for two Ks. <laughs> and so, so Peg rode on with the kids to the park and I had to ride home with one pedal and it took me forever. There, you just And look, I don't, I, it, it'd be different because you clipped in um in the in the velodrome yeah. but still yeah. pedaling with one leg and i was going downhill it was still impossible so. <laughs> and you have to you know balance it right because you, you you're missing a leg on the other side so you, yeah. you know your, your, your body has to counter counterbalance for that particular absent limb right so 
that that so is very impressive. You needed one you of needed those drivers it. where you can just put the weight on the other side of the yeah. uh, of the bike. <laughs> hey, one thing one thing I did see Tim, and and it made me think about Triple X, um, and I forgot about it until Zane started telling his story. But I was watching a bit of the highlights of the um, wheelchair basketball, and realized that um, the Algerian women's team was doing a little bit of triple X, um, had a little bit of triple X about them. I think they entered the Olympics, the Paralympics, then realized that probably they needed to go back to Div 8. Um, <laughs> so then proceeded to do a bit of tanking. So let me tell you this score. It's Paralympics, wheelchair basketball, um, day, day one against the Netherlands, uh, lost with the score of 109 to 18. Um, wow. then, then backed it up the next day against Spain with a uh, raging performance of 80 to 8. <laughs> Doesn't get much worse than that. Wow. Oh, man. That, that's tanking at its best. That we only achieved once <laughs> to a similar standard. It's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty good effort. That's All a pretty right. good effort. Yeah. That would have the only equivalent would have been if we managed to make finals one year and then tried to do that in the finals. So, <laughs> I've done it well. <laughs> That's brilliant. Um, okay, well, Paralympics are done and China absolutely dominated. Um, and Jasmine for school has been doing a lot on the Paralympics, and every day she's been coming in and going, Guess what? China's winning again, <laughs> again. <laughs> so, and we knew that from the start, they were always going to dominate. So, um, but yeah, has happened, has finished. And we're on to, to the next anticipation for the Winter Olympics. So um, get that get that spreadsheet working, Pete, for January. Yeah. We're, we're, I'll, we're I'll ready. be ready. I'll be ready. I'll be ready. Okay. We're going to go into our main topic. Tonight, we are talking scary experiences or moments that you've experienced or have witnessed um, can be uh, death-defying. Um, we've, we talked a little bit, um, was it last week or two weeks ago? Pete, about one with you in action in a go-kart. So that, mm -hmm. that, that definitely, I would have thought, was pretty scary. Um, I think, Zane, to be honest, every time you get in a go-kart, it's probably a scary experience. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, that's pretty factual. <laughs> one one call-out call before we start. This is not going to be one of my moments, but the only thing scarier than potentially being near Zane on a go-kart is being in Charlie's car while Charlie is driving. <laughs> and and I know Chris has probably been in the car quite a number of times. Can you verify that, Chris? Or have I just been the recipient of a couple of, uh, let's just say, um, Charlie moments where he hasn't really been concentrating so hard? I don't know. It's scary in what way? Like, <laughs> I've not experienced this. We're like, we had a ball together sometime. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, no, he seems on point. Oh, you must be a much better passenger than I am. I, he's, <laughs> he's, he's, he's on the road about as nicely as Zane is on the go-kart track, <laughs> in my experience. Anyway, uh, uh, move on, yeah. move on, Tim. <laughs> we'll, we'll leave that one. We're actually going to start with our guest. So, Chris, um, share a story with us. Scary story. So... I, I, I sort of went back, I've, I've listened to a couple of your, your, your podcasts and you guys do a, a bit of um, a bit of going back in the past, a bit of nostalgia. But um, I think one of the, f so, so it made me think about some of the earlier 
sort of scary moments just as a kid, right? Um, and um, two, two movies kind of pop into my head um, that I saw as a kid that were, I, I wouldn't say, say life-changing, but, um, but definitely sort of still kind of haunts you, haunts you today. So, so those, those two movies were Arachnophobia, um, for obvious reasons, and, and Aliens, or Alien, Alien, Aliens. Um, and, and so uh, uh, Arachnophobia, I just remember going to a, like a family friend's house, it was on the TV, and just like seeing someone step on a spider and acid come out and just, and so many of them, and there's basically nothing you could do about it. Even when they die, they're dangerous. And just thinking, <laughs> fuck, every single spider's like that. Like, we're, we're fucked. That's, that's it. We're, <laughs> How and, old and, were you when you saw this? Uh, I want to say about sort of six or seven. Six or seven, I reckon. Enough to have known what a spider, like old enough to know what a spider was and that they were everywhere. And then seeing ones that were that big. Um, and yeah, just, I, th I think it was the, I think it was the acid when you step on them and, and basically even if you crush them, you're, you're fucked. <laughs> are, you, are you still scared of spiders? So not so much these days. I think I've, I've probably only just gotten over it. I can pick up a spider pretty, you know, without too much fear and chucking it out outside or something it's like taken that. A while. But, but yeah, <laughs> take it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so um, yeah, they just, just stop making shit like that, please. Um, uh, and, and so, and, and then, so the other one was alien and, and it, it, again, a bit of nostalgia and going back to sort of my, my, my um, our old house back in Endeavor Hills, um, we had these, crappy curtains that had this pattern in them but when you turn the light off and it was you know the door was just cracked open just enough like it i swear to god it was the shape of the alien like it was just yeah, <laughs> oh, just, so, yeah. you're you're scared of the alien i thought you were scared of this uh, uh scared of sigourney weaver <laughs> <laughs> i am now <laughs> <laughs> Now, I so, don't yeah, know the, whether whether you know this, Chris, but I was just looking it up. I don't, I don't remember seeing these movies, but you mm. said you're not sure whether it was Alien or Aliens. Actually, mm. like Alien was the first one, but the yeah. second one was called Aliens. So it could be yeah. either. I don't even know. And then the third yeah. one, they could have added another S, but they just called it Alien 3. Um, yes. <laughs> as you do. I suspected that was the case. So I don't know which one you're talking about, but it was Alien. Uh, it was the first one. Oh, the first one. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow, that go, that goes way back. That one, 1979. Mm. Wow. Um, and arachnophobia has been rated very highly on uh, by Rotten Tomatoes. So, probably so overrated. Not underrated. <laughs> <laughs> that has a good cast. Arachnophobia. It's got a pretty good cast. Jeff Daniels, uh, John Goodman. A couple yeah. of uh, pretty well-known uh, actors. I've never seen that mm. movie. I'm going to have to look that up now. Mm. I'll probably miss it. But... Don't let the kids <laughs> show to Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, maybe not. Maybe not. Uh... Hey, Peter Zane, do either of you guys remember watching horror movies young on that same theme that you, rem you recall or have affected you at all? No. No, I'm not a horror movie guy. I've, I've watched horror movies, so I just wasn't you know, that scared. Right. I, I have wasn't. one that 
um, I don't really know how scared I am of, of this, but the, the first horror movie I watched was, funnily enough, very similar to what Chris was saying, at a, at a family friend's house or whatever, um, watching uh, It. And ever since watching that movie, I haven't really loved clowns much. So, <laughs> and, and if you've ever, I know there's a, there's a more recent version that's come out and I can't bring myself to watch that because uh, the only memory I've got of it was just, yeah, not good. Not good. Do you, and, do you have, did you, have you ever hired a clown for like, you know, your kids' birthdays and stuff? No, I never will. Never. They're uh, evil. So you have a clown, <laughs> you have a clown phobia. So you have a clown phobia then? Yeah, a little bit, I guess. Okay. Maybe. Okay. No, okay. like like at events and stuff when clowns are around, that's fine. They're not trying to kill me, maybe. But... <laughs> they could though. <laughs> but if they did, I'd be ready. <laughs> I'm, Chris, I'm uh, always ready. <laughs> you know, like, um, you, you know what we can get you for Chris Kringles for Triple X next time? Uh, clown, clown shoes. shoes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I like it. Brilliant. <laughs> Hey, the, the other one that that I remember watching, slightly different because it wasn't um, wasn't that scary in the end, was uh, the old Chinese zombie movies. Um, oh yeah, the ones where the, yeah. the zombies hop around, they jump. Yeah, yes, they're funny. Yeah. 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 Exactly. And you you stick the yellow um, the paper on their head. And they're moving. Yeah. yeah, they're hilarious. Yeah, I like but them. The, the scene I, I always remember is, and I can't remember what movie it was, but um, there were some kids and they were inside a, a, a closet, and um, the zombie's right there at, at the closet and they've got a straw and they're trying to blow air out in different directions because that's what the zombie, the zombie's looking for, for breathing. Um, yeah. And so, so I remember as a kid trying to work out how long we could hold our breath for just in case this ever happened <laughs> <laughs> to be able to get away from the zombies. And whether uh, you've got a straw handy. And whether you <laughs> exactly. Get, guarantee you, he always walked around with a straw. Yeah. <laughs> is, is, is there a name? Is there a name for these zombies? Is there a name for them? And is there a name for the hop? I've always wondered. Like, because no, no Chinese, name for the. I mean, the zombies are just called zombies, right? In 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 Chinese. Okay. Yeah. Pretty nondescript. You don't name. You don't name them. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for ruining that one. Same. Yeah. Oh, no. It would have been better just say you didn't know. <laughs> well. Would have been better if you say they were called John. <laughs> Could have just made up another fact. Yeah. <laughs> you do that all the time anyway. Yeah. Call Jack. Sorry. That's why there's so many of them. Yeah. <laughs> Cam's favorite. <laughs> well, they're not called they're not called Neil, are they? Anyway, horrible joke. <laughs> People will get that one in a couple of minutes. Yeah. I still don't get it. <laughs> also not called Doug, but anyway. Um... Um, hey, well, Pete, while you're when I roll, I'm going to throw to you. <laughs> um, I've got a, I've got a lot of stories actually, um, all in different degrees of scariness. But um, I've got a few that go back to my childhood. But what I might start with um, is one from a holiday that we took, and I know um, there's a couple of other um, people that have holiday related um, stories as well. So maybe we can move to that theme. So. Um, when we were um, expecting Allegra, you know, uh, we decided to go on a baby moon. Um, not something I was that familiar with, but, um, you know, I went along with the gag and we went to Fiji, um, mm. which was, we'd never been to Fiji before. Um, probably the most infuriating thing about Fiji um, in that whole trip was not me, but, um, you know, LK was 
probably a little bit demanding and um, every, everything that came back was relax, it's Fiji time. And it's just like that, that wears thin very, very quickly. Um, but anyway, okay. What's the scariest part? No, but anyway, we, we, um, while we were there, um, we decided that we would go and you know, do a couple of things um, as the locals do. So we had a hit of golf and a few things like that. But one thing we did, we went down to um, went down to the market. Yeah, yeah. I I, I played golf and she sat in the golf cart. Um, I, I drove it properly. There wasn't big hills. It wasn't uh, wet. There wasn't atch. There was it was all good. Um, there were people that looked like atch. <laughs> there were, and and that gets to my next part of the story. We went to the market um, to have a look around at the market, and um, you know, there's a lot of pretty scary looking dudes um and and foreign country so i didn't know what was going on and um we kind of got wrangled uh into a shop and we thought oh we'll just buy we'll just buy something and kind of get out of this situation right um because obviously they're seen we're tourists and you know they want to try to take advantage and we're like okay well you know we can buy something some jewelry or something like that but because you know lk was pregnant they basically forced us to have kava and kava you know people aren't familiar with it but um kava is you know a local uh it's kind of a fiji um i guess drink um and yeah. we didn't know much about it um it is alcoholic from what i believe um and obviously having a having a kid um, you know, probably not the type of thing, but I mean, I was kind of in a bad situation, right? Because I'm there. I don't want any of this to happen. I just want to get out of the situation, but also in a foreign country, lots of big dudes around trying to take advantage of us. And we've been cornered into a shop who the hell knows what's going to happen here. Um, so we kind of just went into protection mode and did what, what was there. We bought a few things and we left. Um, but in the moment, to me, that was one of the scariest situations I've been in, mainly because I, you know, in a, in another situation, I'd probably be a little bit more aggressive. Mm. Um, but because LK was pregnant, it was really difficult. She was clearly scared shitless, um, but I, and I felt helpless. So, um, yeah, tourists, man. Yeah, you've got to be careful of what you do. You do, and local customers, custom customs and so forth so probably if i had my time yeah. if i had my time again probably if i was doing a baby moon i would go to something a little bit more familiar um because mm. that's that kind of situation in normal day have a bit of carver yeah okay it's probably okay like the people were probably friendly enough but i was really uh, on guard uh, if you know what i mean um because yeah. of because yeah. of the situation but yeah very scary yeah i mean yeah, I, I got payback for you a little bit uh, <laughs> a few years later because I, I bought I bought a share called Fiji Carver and made some money of it. And nice. I sold it. <laughs> you actually bought that piece of shit? Uh, I think I bought it. I, just, yeah. I think <laughs> I, I made like 500 bucks. I think I bought it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember. I bought too many. <laughs> I made like 500 bucks on one of those little penny uh, stocks. <laughs> I thought you were going to talk and about Fiji water. Many. And if you thought it was uh, it was too dangerous, so <laughs> yeah. Okay, that that is a bloody bloody scary experience. But again, just a tourist always. It's a tough one. Yes. Uh, 
Should we stay on that theme? Yep. Zane? Yeah. Zane? So, on that tourist theme? Tourist theme? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, it's uh, from baby moon to honeymoon. <laughs> so, so Wayne and I went on, um, you know, our honeymoon in um, the Maldives. So we, uh, you know, it was nice and we, we being paradise and being surrounded by ocean, we thought, oh, you know, we'll do some ocean activities. So they were um, renting out um, canoes um, that had a clear bottom. So you can sort of row and see the ocean life when you, you know, row past. So we, um, we took the canoe out um, one fine afternoon and uh decided it was not you know we, we rode um away from our resort and you know the resort was still in sight and lo and behold the current which i didn't know they had in Maldives, which you know <laughs> around the the resort took us and we couldn't actually um paddle back um so it wasn't it was a slow current but by the time we realized there was a current and we couldn't paddle back um, we were already quite far away, so the resort actually, oh. we could still see it, but it was uh, a fairly small dot. It's <laughs> just turning to castaway. Yeah. Wow, yeah, and it's just ocean uh, all around, right? Yeah, but we can still see the resort. So, like, we, if we, it's not like we couldn't see the resort, but we can still see it. Um, so we know which direction to to row. But the problem was we couldn't row. Um, you know, against the current, or mm. um, so it was hard. We, we, we had no rowing skills, obviously. I, and I, you didn't I, have? Did you have a six pack back then? No. <laughs> yeah, so that's your problem. I was, I was, well, yeah, <laughs> and and, and <laughs> I was, I was, I was heavy, right? I was uh, compared to modern when modern like, day Zane would have dominated that. Oh, exactly. Yeah. Would have got out and just propelled the back. Yeah, I would have eaten the current for breakfast. <laughs> would have been like a um, Zohan moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Um, we saw so, Thomas on it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, um, so the, uh, you know, Wendy was, at the time, she was about 45 kilograms. And I was maybe like in the 80s. So we had a weight difference. Uh, quite a big weight difference and because the canoe was very light it, it sort of tipped um <laughs> it was tilted and when we were trying to paddle the water started getting in and then eventually we uh we capsized <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, no. oh dear uh so basically and you know and i i i can't swim right so i can't like i can sort of i can barely stay afloat what the um, fuck are you so, doing on a canoe? I know, right? <laughs> because it was fucking Maldives, right? In the <laughs> ocean. Did In you the have ocean, a life jacket on? No. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, actually, I might have, actually. I don't, I don't actually record that part. Uh, I think I did. I think I did. Um, but Wendy was a very profe- uh, proficient swimmer. She could swim. Like, she she can swim like a uh, breaststroke <laughs> quite well. Not freestyle, but breaststroke. She can swim forever, right? So what, what, ha- what happened was... She ended up swimming back to the resort, holding <laughs> the canoe on one hand and me holding onto the canoe on the <laughs> <laughs> Kicking, right? So trying to speed things up, but really not doing much. 
Um, and we basically really swam blowing it down swam and pushed the canoe back. She dragged the canoe and myself back to the resort, basically. <laughs> so Wendy has done the Zohan on yes, you, exactly. and you've just been a bloody a brick just sitting so there doing saying? nothing. So what you're exactly. saying is she's actually Rambo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, uh, no, but, it, no, like, it's it's a funny story while well, I tell it back now, but at that time, it was actually quite scary because, you know, we were out in the current and we yeah. were, you know, we were drifting away uh, from the resort, actually. But, yeah. but thinking back, we, we, we probably wouldn't have got, gotten lost, but who knows, you know, so. Yo, How long do you reckon you were out there? How long? Yeah. It would have been a good... Um, from capsizing to getting back, probably about mm. half an hour. <laughs> I actually reckon that you're super lucky that you're on your honeymoon because I could imagine a situation where, you know, you guys are dating. She's not really committed in a relationship <laughs> yet. She's got plenty of options no, out nice. there. No, she's just like, she's like, ah, oh, I'm a good swimmer. Just wait here. I'll go get help. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then she just I'll, sees I'll you get you. smaller and smaller. <laughs> That would have been that would have been really scary, but yeah. quite funny Especially to listen to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Um, did she when you came back? Has she ever made you take swimming lessons and, no. and get better, just in case? No, no. you may <laughs> not be allowed on the water um, ever again. Yeah, we you know. We, 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 I don't think we will take a, a canoe out <laughs> into the ocean again. But we did take a canoe out into a swimming pool. For <laughs> <laughs> <Well>, Kira. <laughs> hey, but Kira can swim. She, she'll dominate. She'll, the yeah. two of them will be will be towing the, the canoe back yeah. and you'll be in the back again. Kira, oh, Kira will dominate. Yeah. What, what you don't know, um, Tim, is that Zane travels. Most people travel with an entourage. He just travels with a personal lifeguard. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, a boy, or just or just a life, <laughs> yeah, or just a life boy, <laughs> life preserver. <laughs> oh yeah, so it's uh, it's quite scary. Yeah, so that's why I don't really go out to the ocean that much now, or I don't. Like I, I stay away from like getting too deep into the ocean. So <laughs> just stay away from water. <laughs> I mean, swimming is fine. Like swimming pool is fine. I can I can sort of yeah you can hold the fine. rope. I can, I can, like I said, like I can beat Jacko in twenty five over twenty five meters, and we had a bet on that as well. So. Wow! <laughs> Where did that come from? You can't swim. Well, we had you a bet. Swim in a pool. Yeah, I could beat Jacko even if I can't swim. <laughs> uh, I don't know where that bet's going, but that's great. Can I can I put money on Jacko for that one? <laughs> we should ask him. Like he, he can probably like swim. He, so. This is like the anti-Olympics. It's like uh, you get some <laughs> competitors who are actually have never played the sport before and see. Who yes, that's a good this idea. This is my demonstration event for every yes. Olympic Games. Exactly. Great, great idea for worship, Chris. I think you, you need to listen to that that episode, Chris. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll move on. Uh, well, how about I stay on that same theme then? Um, so this oh, weird was disasters. This, this was on. Uh, my honeymoon, actually. We, we had gone... <laughs> wow. We had, we had... This isn't an ocean one. So not coordinated at all. <laughs> um, we 
had chosen to do a couple of tours in Europe um, and we had a couple of days break in between. And I remember Peg had asked, yeah, we were just going to stay in, I think, Paris or something. Um, but the, 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 the travel agent has said to us, no, nah, you need it. You're going to get bored there. How about you go to Hungary um, and go to Budapest? Because um, that place is amazing. There's all different things to do. And we're like, oh, yeah, fantastic. Why not? Um, obviously, Budapest is there's a there's an old part of if, if you guys I don't know if you've been there before but there's a old part of town um, and you cross the river and there's um, there's a new part which is um, you know, new new metropolis all up to date all that kind of stuff um, mm. but the old part is the the bit that you go and go and explore um, and we went to a place there's a there's a castle there Buddha Castle. And we went to visit this labyrinth, which I've just looked it up now. And it appears it was closed in 2011, which is the year after I went there. And I'm wondering whether it's got anything to do with this. But anyway, we'll go through that. Um, but this particular labyrinth is a basically a cave system under um, underground. So there's this, um, this basically this old fort that's built um, on, the, on this castle. And so this is the cave system underneath. Um, and so this was an exhibition where there's there's all these different sculptures and things down underground um but it is genuinely a labyrinth where um you know you it feels a little bit james bond like you get to the the end of a tunnel and there's three different ways you could go um the interesting part about it though was that it was basically pitch black and the only way you could kind of see where to go was there was a couple of little like almost candles lit along the way. And then you could see another sculpture in the distance um, where that was, that was lit up and that's what you needed to follow. And when Peg and I went down into this labyrinth, we were the only people around and we're like, Oh, okay. Well, this is a little bit eerie, pretty, pretty dark. Um, and, and so we're walking around, we're having a look at a couple of the sculptures and this guy walks past um and he's and he's he's carrying i couldn't tell but it looked maybe like a ladder i'm like oh maybe he's a maintenance guy or something um and he just disappears into the into the dark and we're like oh okay well we better just let's let's just stay close together and let's not wander too far away um and i remember we're walking down this this long corridor pitch black and we can see this um this what looks like a person kneeling in the distance and we're like oh well easy easy to reconcile that we've just seen a guy pass us um there's there's no issue here uh he's probably just over there doing some maintenance or something so we're walking in the dark getting a little bit freaked out we're like but we can see the guy it's okay we've got, we've got to go past him to get to the next sculpture and then hopefully that's the way out we keep walking keep walking along we're like fuck this thing's not moving he's not moving he's 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 dead <laughs> what's going on <laughs> what is going on here and we're getting closer and closer, getting absolutely freaked out, going, oh, my God, there's a, there's a dead guy here. <laughs> He's scratched down. We get up to it, and we're like, shit, it is a rock. <laughs> it is a rock. <laughs> the shape of a person. We've just freaked out because we're like, there's a bloody guy on the loose in here. He's going to kill us. What's going on? Where is he? <laughs> and we turn the corner, and smack bang, we run into a girl who just who screams. <laughs> <laughs> wandering around the cave by herself can't find the exit and she's like can i can i walk with you guys <laughs> and, and it, it is hard to imagine but I, I can still feel like the the fear that we're walking around this place where you can't work out where the hell you're supposed to go it is just fully pitch black and now we've also seen this guy walk past that we think's a killer now 
and we've got this other tourist who's latched onto us and won't let us go. Um, and I, th- I think it took us another a good 30 to 40 minutes to get. And all we had was um, our, our mobile phones to give a little bit of light. But obviously, it, it, there's no light, natural light coming in from anywhere. But there's these caves. And now that it's been shut down, I presume it's because people have actually got lost fully down there and may never have come back up. <laughs> So I'm guessing your anniversary dinners are at uh, dining in the dark or something like that. <laughs> yes, and I bring a knife. Just and a ladder. And, and a ladder. I'm still looking for that maintenance guy. I don't know. Lucky he wasn't dressed as a clown. That would have been amazing. <laughs> oh, no. Maybe he was. They just don't know. Oh. That's true. Imagine he turned around and he was a clown. Oh, my oh, God. My Tim God. would have just lost his shit. I would have gone running out of there, screaming. (laughs) Peg, find your own way out. I'm done. Uh, Oh, jeez. It's funny how we have all all our scary moments on, like, honeymoons and baby moons. Chris, your your story seems a bit lame now. Uh, Unless he's got one coming up. Yeah. Yeah. No, not not really. No, I'm, I'm... I'm okay. I'm okay with Zane calling me lame. Um, but uh, I'd like, um, it, it, it's like on, on the theme of holidays, though. Like, um, I was at uh, Dez's wedding, and um, and actually, I was supposed to MC for it, but um, the night of his bucks was uh, probably a couple of days before the actual wedding, um, and um, like. Uh, so, so I ended up in hospital, right? But like, it wasn't for <laughs> drinking. Like, I'd, I'd had, what? I'd had two drinks, and passed out. And and so the scary part of that is just basically waking up and being told what's kind of happened to you. And um, yeah, look, t- turns out I had an infection. Like, I'd gone swimming the, you know, week before or something. I had a scratch on my side that just got really badly infected. And ended up getting surgery and getting a bit cut out of me and like just drugged oh, wow. up and. Wow. Yeah, back did you not? Did topic. you not notice the the, the, the inflammation? No, no, no. So not 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 really. So I didn't think it was that bad. I just thought it was a scratch. And uh, so oh, so yeah. So so yeah. There's there's um yeah. So you know all, all your stories about sort of um yeah um holidays that yeah brings brings that one back. But but yeah. So unusual for me to pass out after two drinks. I think everyone knew <laughs> something was up. Um, so, um, so yeah. were you like literally? You, you were you literally like passed out like after drink number two? You, you just like, well, I, I couldn't. Fell I couldn't face pro- with me. I, I couldn't stand properly. Was pretty much the last thing I remember. And I remember the guys driving us back to the hotel. And so, according to May, May said, "Oh, what happened?" And they said, "Oh, he's had two drinks and he's passed out." She said, no, nah, something's not right. Um, called the hotel doctor and yeah. And, the funny and thing about that is if, if they said he's had 20 drinks and he's passed yeah. out, she would have been like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I get it. No, where, and, where, where was this? Is it, so it, was, it was in, it was in, um, it was in Thailand. Um, oh. Was it okay. Bangkok? I think it was Bangkok. Um, or, or um, yeah, I think it was, oh. Oh, where's that? Yeah, actually, no, Phuket. It was Phuket. Okay. Um, yeah. And and the, the best part about it was May, May's pre-switched onto these things. She goes, well, we've got travel insurance. We're getting sort of top-notch doctors. We're not going to a clinic. And I swear to God that the, the hospitals they have there, they're like freaking hotels. Like the <laughs> marble entrance, 
the, the three-story ceilings. Like, yeah, crazy, crazy. But yeah, got the best of care. But who, who ended up? Who ended up emceeing Des's uh, wedding? Oh, actually, good question. I I, I don't remember much of it. I remember <laughs> they. So Karen Karen made her own intro video. She's a she's a graphic designer, and just it was awesome. But just had these things swaying in the wind, and then I had to go throw up. Uh, it, just, yeah. <laughs> it was it was it, it just set me off. But yeah, oh. just yeah, wasn't wasn't good. That that all sounds pretty bloody scary. <laughs> it does. Were you at were you at any point in time were you scared for your life? Oh no, just the scary part. Uh, uh, like, like I said before, is just waking up and being told what hap- what, what happened. Like, like you don't remember shit. Right? So. Yeah, yeah, because it's like, nah, that didn't happen. Yeah, yeah. And, and given it's amnesia, somewhere like yeah. Phuket, you're like, well, eh, could have been roofied. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm drinking Heine. Surely not. Bunch of blokes. Oh, okay, who, who knows? <laughs> Bunch of blokes. Was Django? <laughs> In the bushes. No. no. Wow. All right, let's move to the next one. Zane? Uh, yeah, so... Uh, I remember actually um, in, in a holiday that we, uh, we had in uni and Pete was there with me at the time. I'm not sure if Pete remembered this story. Um, I'm sure you do because we went skiing um, once and we decided that you know peter and i at that time we were okay skiers we were like you know um not black but blue run skiers and um and we had a a good friend um called genie who went to high school in switzerland right so she was like like she skied to school whatever (laughs) so (laughs) she she was very proficient in, in in skiing and she said, "Oh, well, you know, I'll take you guys on a on a run." We're like, "Oh yeah, okay. We, you know, we we we're blue run skiers. We're, we're decent." So she took us like off track, right? And it's not even a black run. It was just it wasn't a run, and it was just it was following like the ski lifts, and then we had to go back down. We we came off the lift, and we had to go back down the way that the lift went, and it was. Uh, uh, it's safe to say it was an experience that I remember to the rest of it, until now because it was we literally rolled out like we did like we you know went down the hill on our ass like we, we could not ski down because it was that steep to like to, to to me it was just really scary and Jeannie was down in like two seconds but I was like oh fuck I can't ski down this shit <laughs> it was it was so it was it was like nine degrees or something <laughs> But I'm not sure, like, Pete. Do you remember this? Um, you, we had to speed down like on a, on a math path. Yeah, it was... I have a different memory of it. I remember it. Um, yeah, but I, was, I remember. I, was I remember just just kind of following her and having a really good time. But okay, oh, okay. well, <laughs> maybe maybe you're you're a bit more proficient in skiing than I am. But yeah, I was pretty. I was pretty scared. <laughs> no, I think maybe I was. Uh, I don't. Know, I don't know. Maybe I just had more trust in in her. I don't know, but I think yeah. I think if my memory serves me correctly, that particular day there wasn't good visibility um, either, yeah. well, and, was, and maybe that was clear. It was pretty clear to me that the, the hill was fucking steep. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm just saying maybe that helped me to not really um, be as you afraid realize, because I couldn't yeah. couldn't see how bad it was. 
Um, I like that. I, like yeah, I don't that. know. I don't know. I remember the day. I don't remember it being that frightening. Um, yeah. okay. And we, just we for the record, I don't. I don't ski anymore. But but I do for love snowboarding. Yeah, Pete. I think when you were last in Japan skiing, um, you sent through a couple of the pictures that they have um for like warning signs and and for some reason all i can imagine is, is the guy upside down next to a tree in there, and there's a big sign that just says death yeah it just says death it doesn't say anything else it just says it says death and, and it's in japanese yeah but the english translation like there's a whole bunch of words but the english translation just says the word death <laughs> it's actually really funny yeah, it was in the bathroom, I think, that I that I found <laughs> the warning sign. I think it's, you know, one of those things like the guys are pissing and it's like, here's the warning sign just for when you go back out. I was looking at it going, man, that's pretty hilarious. Um, I'll try to avoid death. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, uh, so that was uh, another story. And you survived. So all good. I, yeah, I did survive. So it was, yeah, it was all good. Not going down a ski path with uh, Genie ever again. <laughs> uh, Pete, have you got another one? Yeah, yeah. Speaking of um, near-death experiences, um, there there was um, a couple of years back now, but um, LK's firm was having a Christmas party, or some, or was more like a. I guess it was a celebration. Uh, it was Christmas time anyway, um, and. You know, I decided to to go. I was a bit late for the party, and I, I think I may have been running or I was doing something. I can't remember. Um, but I was, I was on, I was in one of the kind of meeting rooms, just kind of freshening up, and and like I heard this kind of, I don't know, what sounded like gunfire, and I was like, oh, what the hell is that? That's a bit unusual, and hear hear some screaming. Um, and I look out and there's people going everywhere. And so I don't know what's happening. Right. So, so I, I make a break for it and I run up the stairs and I'm, I'm, I'm another level up and I'm just freaking out going, what the hell is going on here? I'm not cut out for this. And, um, so as it turns out, there were, there were some people there, some bad guys there. Um, and you know, I, I then stumble upon kind of this other area and, um, you know, there's, there's some discussions going on and then, you know, this guy just gets, gets shot and it turns oh. out there's, there's, um, there's terrorists and, and they're there trying to get bearer bonds and freak the hell out of me. Um, shit. Uh, yeah. actually, no, that's, that wasn't me. That was, that was a movie I was watching. Um, <laughs> I was wondering if anyone would pick up that that's Die Hard. But anyway, he <laughs> clearly didn't. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> no, I'll move on. Um, yeah, sorry about that. Um, no, I was um, the other day, actually, um, I was at a, at a friend's place and we were having a few drinks. And um, the backstory is the first time I went, or we went to their place and same crew, and we finished drinking at quarter to five um, a.m. And we, we got there at six. So it was, it was a pretty long session. Um, and we went back about a month later. Uh, and this was last week or the week before. And I decided to drive this time around because it was Singapore National Day. And I thought getting home would be pretty tricky. So I decided to drive there, parked at a house, started about the same time. 
um, she's a big drinker. Her husband's a big drinker. So I was having, having a few drinks and, um, and then I kind of stopped. I can't remember what time I stopped drinking and they were having jelly shots and all kinds of shit. Right. Um, and, and I was, I'd moved to kind of gin and tonics, but I was kind of holding. Um, and then anyway, we leave, it's around about one thirty. I think when we left and Allegra was with us, another reason why I drove. Um, and as soon as we pull out of her building, there's a breathalyzer, right? In Singapore, it's, it's the rarest thing you can come across. But as soon as we pull out, it's right there. And unlike, unlike Melbourne, where the way they do it is basically they get there like say six people, wave everyone through until they're done and then they get another six people. What they do in Singapore is they block the entire road and one car at a time talk to you. Every single car. So there's no way to avoid it. They wave through taxis if they've got passengers, but anyone else, you know, you wind down your window and I say, and, and then, you know, he just asked me one simple question. Sir, have you been drinking tonight? And I'm sitting there going, well, yeah, obviously I have, but what do I say? Do I say no? And then maybe he waves me through. Do I say yes? He thinks I'm lying. Uh, or do I say no? And he thinks I'm lying. They pull me aside. And then if I've got alcohol in my system, then I'm pretty fucked, right? Um, so I say, yeah, I have had a few drinks. And, and then he's like, okay, this way. But he, he takes away my ID. So, so I don't have any ID. I've been pulled into the side. Um, and then, um, they park me and then they're like, sir, you need to step out of the vehicle. So I'm out of the vehicle. Allegra's freaking out at this time. She doesesn't know what's going on. Um, LK is worried because, you know, I have been drinking. Um, the guy asked me like, have you been drinking? I'm like, yeah, I had, had, I had some drinks. He's like, what were you drinking? I'm like, God whole lot of stuff right i'm like oh you know just you know a couple of beers you know whatever i had no beers but you wouldn't know that but um and then he goes so breathe into this um with one you know continuous breath and i proceed to obliterate the machine like i, I was i was a bit nervous but i, I like i breathed into that thing so hard it's like so you need to calm down <laughs> like <laughs> What's going on here? And and he's like um, one slow breath, and I'm like, I, I was a bit jittery at that point, so I gave it the long the long slow breath, and I'm like, fuck, like <laughs> I don't even know what's going to happen, right? If 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 something was to happen, and they say you can't drive home, well, okay, he's got her license, but she's been drinking, so she can't drive. <laughs> We're not anywhere near home. We've got Allegra. It's like one thirty in the morning. Um, but fortunately, it all comes up clear. But oh, my walk back to the car—I was wow. oh, man, I was so what, scared. What was the legal? Say, that's the point of where you start sucking up. Oh, and and the police officer tells me off because he's like, you know, you shouldn't have any drinks if you're driving. And I'm like, well, I just had a couple, and and it was it was maybe at eight p.m. Like that's that's five hours ago. He's like, if you're driving. You shouldn't be drinking at all. Yeah. You should be making sure you have no alcohol in your system. And I'm just like, oh, fuck off, mate. So what's the legal limit? What's the legal limit? 
Well, I don't know. That's the problem. I think you it's quite know what they're doing. No, I don't know. But I just assume that if you if you're responsible, you should be okay, right? But um, but I don't know the exact. I think it's 0.05, but I couldn't be too sure. I never actually learned that because, like, boost buses are it's just not a thing. Like in all the time I've been driving, I'd seen it one other time, um, and right, that was that was a very random one, um, and never got picked up. Oh, 0.08. 0.08. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't have been over Jeez. that. I may have been over yeah. 0.05. I don't know. Um, but that was that was scary. That freaked me out and freaked out freaked out Allegra more than it freaked me out. But yeah, she she thought her daddy might be a murderer. <laughs> I know. It's like, what's happening to Papa? Why are the police yeah, taking him? <laughs> so, so is it like in like in Melbourne? Like, um, you you can see the carnage, right? So when you drive up, you can see how many cars have been pulled over and yeah. impounded. Was there any of that? Was yeah. there any indication that they were out, like, just, yeah, counting? Yeah, they've blocked the whole road. So there's plenty of room for cars. <laughs> and, and there's heaps of them just kind of sitting there, um, like, <laughs> waiting waiting to go home, I guess. But um, I don't know what the step after that would be. And this is the problem because I know in in normal circumstances in Singapore, like, if you're a taxi driver and you pick up someone that's drunk and disorderly, you're actually instructed by law to drive them to a police station. So the, the rules around um, being out in public intoxicated and particularly behind the wheel, they're very, very strict. Um, but I, I thought I was okay. Um, but, you know, you never know, right? I didn't, we, I was mm. drinking mixed drinks. I don't know no, I how strong they are or, or whatever. And, and I couldn't remember the exact time sequence of it. So... Um, yeah, it was pretty scary. Jeez. Mm. Hey, Pete, do you remember the time, and I think we thought probably the same thing, that we went to Cobram and one of us got breath tested on the bridge? Um, and we, we got oh, up yeah. early. It was yeah. you, me, Leon, Spazi was up there. We got up and we were there before a couple of others and, and um, I think we all started drinking. And I remember Leon had knocked back two beers and we're like, you know what? We need to go get some supplies for the, for the barbecue. And Leon's like, yeah, it's fine. I'll drive. I'm like, you just had two beers, mate. We should wait for someone else. So, like, ah, no, no. When has there ever been a booze bus sitting on the bridge to, across the Murray? Between and that's all we have to cross. Wales? That's yeah, really yeah, all we have to cross. Yeah. It, it is that plus another like 500 meters. It's, it's, there's no way we're going to get caught. So we get in his car and all four of us are going. And as we get onto the bridge, we're like, oh my God, there's lights up ahead. <laughs> How in the hell? And I remember like, the moment we saw that, the whole car went silent. <laughs> we yeah. didn't say a word. <laughs> we pulled up. Leon's, Leon's, yeah, blown into the into the breath test, and we're like, "Oh, we're fucked." <laughs> and he comes up clean. It was okay. And he's like, "Yep, yeah. go." And we're yeah, like, "We're off." <laughs> there was, uh, they must have heard us celebrate as we've driven off. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! How do we get away with that? Uh, yeah. But yeah. He knocked back. It would have been two beers in in half an hour, and <laughs> we've got through somehow. And I think we're after that, we're asking him, like, what was going through your head? And he's like, I was thinking of everybody excuse under the sun. <laughs> How do you get out of this? I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I, do, I do remember that one. And I, I remember thinking, oh, God, like, what is going to happen here? Like, I think we'd all had a few. Um, oh, we'd all had. <laughs> because we'd only just got to Cobram and we, we, first thing we did was crack open the beers. And then, because it was, uh, I think at that time, 
um, the criteria for entering Cobram was one slab yes. per car, right? Yep. So, you know, you had to get there with your slab and then it was basically a free-for-all. Um, and if you had a big car, then it was a couple of slabs. So we, I remember we always, we always went to the, to the Dan Murphy's or whatever on the way to try to find something that was yeah. different. Yep. Some different type of beer. And I remember that being very hit and miss. <laughs> oh, very much so. <laughs> um, yeah. Especially when you got random imported stuff from China or somewhere else. You're like, I've never heard of this beer. We should just try it. Wasn't there one with a, a, a the bottle was a the Buddha. Fat yeah. belly? Yeah. <laughs> that was terrible. It <laughs> <laughs> wasn't a win. <laughs> um, okay. I'm going to go on and go back a little bit. So I'm going back to school days. Um, and actually, I, I've talked a little bit about the story before. I was on a basketball trip um, when I was in year 12, and there was quite a few of the kids were younger than me. So we, we'd sent a pretty young team across. So it was like two or three of us in year 12. I think we were, I was 16 turning 17. There was a couple younger. Um, and we were staying as part of this trip where we played in that Chalet basketball tournament. We actually did a little bit of... Um, cultural stuff i think for to, to appease the the people at at, um, at school that this was an allowable trip so we'd, we'd gone into paris to um to, to see a few things there as well as travel around the countryside to see um some of the anzac stuff but we were i remember being in in paris one particular night and we'd spent the day going around um notre dame and along that strip there was all these dodgy kind of shops and one of the guys had bought up a heap of fireworks um, just, it was available and we were able to do it. So we, we brought up some fireworks and so we've, we've waited until it was like midnight and then we've, we've, we've all called each other and, and snuck out because um, we didn't have mobile phones back then. So that probably people would have heard because we're literally calling other people, other rooms. <laughs> so, okay, guys, let's go. Um, so we've gone downstairs. We're staying near the, um, the Champs-Élysées. Um, near the Place de la Concorde and the big uh, Ferris wheel. Um, and I remember we, we, we were next to this park. So we'd walked out path through this park. It's obviously dark. It's midnight. We've walked out onto the bridge that goes across the river and thought, this is a fantastic place to, to let off fireworks. No one around and we can get away. <laughs> we'll just light them off the bridge and run. And so we've lit them off. Um, obviously made a crap load of noise and you've got like 12, 14 to 16 year old boys <laughs> running off the bridge back across um, up the Champs-Élysées through this big park. And we've, we've stopped there probably a hundred meters or so away. We're looking around. We're like, Oh, we've got away with it. We can hear like sirens in the background and stuff, but it's probably unrelated. Um, and it's dark and we've walked into this park and we're like, Oh, let's walk back towards towards the um the accommodation obviously our hearts pumping and we look across and and we can see this this trench coat in the in the dark um sitting on this bench and we're like oh shit who's this and wait was it a rock (laughs) (laughs) well slightly different we were looking across and we're like i can see a trench coat i can see what looks like a hat but this guy doesn't have a head. What is going on? And as as we're walking closer, everyone's getting more and more scared. We're all murmuring going, what's going on over here? Can you, something doesn't seem right. And as we've got within a couple of meters, the guy who's wearing this trench coat 
and, and I still think doesn't didn't have a head, has got up and just started yelling and has chased us. <laughs> <laughs> All of us were just bolted with <laughs> darted straight through through the rest of the park. Um, our accommodations were on the other side with there. We're all we're all like shouting and screaming. Obviously, wake up bloody everyone. Coach comes down, absolutely fucked after that. <laughs> what are you guys doing out? Um, but still, that running through the park, just the anti- the anticipation or the adrenaline after letting off the fireworks. And then all of us, talk- we talked about this for the rest of the trip. Like, there was a headless guy that has got up and chased <laughs> us in this park. <laughs> Obviously, logic tells you that he wasn't headless, but maybe he was. <laughs> or he was, a, he was a clown. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> French clown. When, when you're a teenager, yeah, things, you make up some stuff in your head. That's a great story. Shenanigans. Who, who, shenanigans, exactly. Who has another to share? Uh, I have another one, uh, slightly more serious. Um, so, in my, it was about uh, maybe about um, eight. Eight, no, actually, it's about 10 years ago. So we, we, when we first moved into our current um, apartment, so one night um, we were, it was about 2 a.m. and we hear this frantic knocking on our front door. And I'm like, what the fuck's going on, right? So I got up, looked through, um, look out, and there was no one there. Um, but then we can smell smoke. So... Um, apparently the, one of the apartments, um, below our floor caught fire. So mm-hmm. Wendy and I, we had to basically race downstairs, uh, by the stairs, um, you know, um, and, and through the, the stairwell, uh, because, you know, apartment stairwells, they're fairly enclosed. So we can actually mm-hmm. smell the smoke. And we later found out that, uh, like, we later then the, the fire was extinguished, thank God. So the whole apartment, the whole building didn't catch fire. But um, we went and had a look at the the floor uh, that with the apartment where it caught, caught fire, and the entire um, corridor, uh, the roof of the corridor, was black. So it wasn't a small fire. Um, yeah, so that was quite scary. For, uh, it's quite quite a scary experience for us. Um, you know, just have your sort of life and death. If we didn't wake up or if we didn't leave mm. early, who knows what might have happened, right? So, mm. yeah. Um, yeah. But were there so any fire was... alarms going off? No, no. Well, the fire alarm was the security guard. So, <laughs> as good as. And he already <laughs> ran. Yeah. No, it was, no, we were pretty thankful that he, he actually went and knocked on everybody's door. So, obviously, so that's quite good, right? So, Going going back upstairs as well. The one thing you never do. That's right. That's right. So if it was a horror movie. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So that was um pretty yeah. pretty scary experience. Could have been yeah, that that kind of thing. I think you know. There's been heaps of fire alarms that um you know that you have in a workplace and things like that. But they're always just drills or whatever. If it's the real thing, oh man, can't imagine. Mm. Absolutely. It's not, it's, you know, when you go through um, smokes, like actual smokes from fire, it's not a, it's not a great experience because you, you try to, you hold a cloth to your mouth uh, and to your nose, but you can still smell, you can sp- still smell it and it's pretty hard to breathe. Uh, so, yeah. 
Mm. Yeah, not good. Uh, Chris, do you have another one? Sorry, I just had to come off mute. Um, oh, and, and by the way, this this reminds me of um, one of the first podcasts I listened to. I think it was Tubsy is like my hero. Yeah, <laughs> and like it's like he was done and he just hung up and just went, yep, uh, I sent yeah, a piece. Michael. And, uh, yep. And, and, and the, the, the best bit was you guys didn't even notice until like the end. <laughs> no, exactly. <laughs> um, oh, do I have another one? Um, no, no, I'll pass. I'll pass. Uh, I think uh, like, uh, yeah, I, I think um, lots of, lots of travel stories and that sort of thing. But um, oh, actually uh, one really quick one. I think we were in Indonesia and similar to the, what, what um, Pete was saying in, in terms of reading signs, I'd hired a scooter and it was probably the first trip I went on with May, um, which she may or may not have been allowed to go on with me. Um, and, and, um, and like, you know, I thought it was cool, you know, jump on a scooter, go for a cruise down the beach. And then uh, when we got back, she, was, you know, she went back and um, ha- had a bit of a nap and I went for a walk. So we returned the scooter went for a walk, went to a cafe and, and um, picked up this brochure that said, basically, it, the most dangerous thing you can do in Indonesia is hire a scooter. So I was like, yeah, fuck that. <laughs> chucking the keys back at these guys. And as I'm walking back from returning the scooter, um, at, uh, like I was walking on the, the shoulder of the road, um, but for some reason there was a motorcycle that was just pretty close to me, but he swerved around me. And just as he finished swerving, there was a car pulling out of a driveway that he just went smack bang into. Um, and there was blood coming out of his ears and shit. It was, it was like, <laughs> it was, it was bad. Like, and, and this guy was wearing like, you know, one of those plastic kitty helmets and uh, vaguely like it, it would have had like a picture of a bumblebee on it or some shit. Like, <laughs> like, like one of those fake plastic fireman helmet type things. Right. So not a real helmet, um, but yeah. And I was just like, yeah, okay. Um, noted, no more scooters. <laughs> so that's a, that's a real quick one. Yeah, you're always going to see it. And then you realize, mm, what was I thinking? Yeah, <laughs> I had no idea. Oh, yeah, ridiculous, ridiculous. They're just uh, death traps, really. Mm. Were you wearing um, helmets? Um... No, I don't think we were. <laughs> Surely they would have given you one, or maybe you wouldn't want them. I, I, I can't. I can't remember. I really can't remember. Because like the like even when you go go karting and stuff, and they give you those helmets, like the first thing you remember is the smell of it, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, no. I, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And in Australia, you can't even get on a bike, a bicycle, pedal bike without a helmet. So. <laughs> The crazy th- things you do. Yeah. Oh, it doesn't stop kids right now with lockdown, right? Like, uh, see teenagers on bikes all the time. But, you know, I guess it's fine. There's less cars, so. Pete, we'll throw to you. Uh, I have a quick one as well. Um, I have told a couple of stories about um, my dad, uh, or at least things that I've done to my dad the lawnmower one last week. Um, you know, most people would know my, my dad was a police officer. He's a pretty tough guy, um, and that is to say the least. 
So anything that you do <clears throat> where it impacts him in a negative way is like the scariest moment of your life. Um, give me one sec. I just got to clear my throat. Hey, so for some reason when I was young, um, well, I know why, but there was a lot of, we would get home from school and there's a lot of things you do um, outside because you just, you know, you don't need to do homework or anything. You just muck around. And um, what I had done was I took dad's tennis racket out into the backyard and proceeded to um, pick various fruits off the tree and just pound these things over the fence in all different directions. Um, I don't know why, but it was pretty fun. I don't know where they, where they were landing, um, but somewhere, I suppose. Never really <laughs> thought about the consequences, right? Um, so it's like plums and all kinds of different stone fruit. Um, at some point, I'd grabbed a rock and or a small stone and did the same thing, just launched it. Um, but stupid me didn't realize that that would break the string right of the racket so i'm holding this super expensive fairly new racket at the time my dad played tennis so uh, it's not like he wouldn't notice it um i'm holding this racket it's got a broken string um or a couple of broken strings clear as day he's going to know it's me um i put it back in the bag put it back in the thing and I'm like, oh my God, how am I going to get away with this? And I knew I was not going to get away with this. Um, I can't remember the next bit of the story about what, um, how he found out about the racket. <laughs> but I do remember vividly, as if it was yesterday, him looking at the racket. And usually he uses words to describe things and to show that he's really pissed off. I remember this one, he's looked at the racket, he's looked at me, probably looked through me, if I'm being honest. <laughs> he then turned and walked outside, slammed the tennis racket as hard as you could slam it into the fence and broke the entire racket, put the racket in the bin and then drove off. <laughs> <laughs> and, and the reason I remember it so vividly is I have never been so scared in all my life of what was going to happen when he returned. <laughs> and I don't remember what happened, but like sometimes you don't need to, uh, like you just need to have the, it's like the wrath of God fear, right? Yes, the anticipation. And he didn't need to say anything. That was the scariest moment. And I, I remember it like it was yesterday. Like, I just, oh, man. Like, yeah, I don't know. That's mind games, mind games to the next level, right? But, Absolutely. Um, yeah. Oh, my God. So I'm, I'm, I'm scared <laughs> from you telling that story. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm scared for you. He still might be coming. He's waiting. I remember looking, at, looking in the bin and seeing the racket knowing that he'd driven off and, and I saw the racket and like the, the, the whole thing was mangled, like it beyond, beyond recognition. And, oh man, I just, yeah. Scary memory. Wow. <laughs> Almost as scary as Jang's backhand saying. <laughs> <laughs> yes. That's, 
in fact, not a very scary backhand at all. No. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, jeez. Um, hey, I will. Uh, I will still take us back. Um, I'm going back to school days as well. And actually, all of my stories have got something to do with the dark. So this one also does. <laughs> I just realised. Um, so this was on a camp, which I think was year nine or ten or something like that. Um, and, and I remember it was it was one of those years where um, we'd only had like I think year seven and eight. Not not many international students used to come to the school I went to. And in year nine, a whole influx came, particularly from Indonesia. And I remember this was almost their first camp. They'd probably never been been away from home. Um, they were probably treated like kings back in Indonesia. They've come in, uh, had all the wrong equipment to go camping. And, and, and our camps back then in year nine and 10 were pretty intense. It was like a week and a half in the Grampians. Um, everything that you pack, you carry for the entire time. Um, like full, full trekking, basically. And I remember the, um, the Indonesian kids came with like... Um, you know, skater shoes that had no grip that were not for, not, not for, for walking in. Um, but basically carrying bags on, on their back, which were also not, not camping or trekking bags. So they had to lug things around for, for nine days. Um, but that was, that's kind of all the backstory to it. But um, day, I remember vividly that we got to day seven of eight or eight or nine, the, the last, the last night, and um, it's been a really super long day where one of my mates has actually completely broken down because it's been way too hard, um, lost his shit, just absolutely stopped, dropped his bag, doesn't want to move anymore. And I remember the, the leader on our camp, um, who's kind of, an, it was probably an old boy who'd only been out of school for a couple of years and he's leading the whole thing. Um, and he's gone, look, you're going to have to carry your stuff. So um, you're carrying your own tents and all your food and all supplies. Lucky the food was already used up. But I remember me and another mate had to split up all his stuff. We carried that in our bags on top of what we were already carrying. Um, and, um, and, and the leader then took his bag with a few things. And he had one on the front, one on the back, like a hero walking off. Hmm. And because, it's, because he's had this breakdown, we've taken an extra basically two hours to get to our last campsite. So it's gone dark. And the last campsite was at a weir and a weir is like a, a dam type thing. So um, being in the Grampians, we've been up, up pretty high. We had to walk downhill to this particular campsite. Um, and so it's got dark. We've just had our last snack of the day going down to dinner. And um, the leaders kind of said, oh, look, my torchlight's run out of batteries. How's everyone else's looking? And of a group of about um, 20 kids, I was the only one who had a torchlight that was still working. Everyone else's batteries had, 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 had been done. So, so he's like, okay, Tim, you're going to have to give me your torchlight. You, you can walk right behind me, but everyone else is going to have to follow single file. And this bit is treacherous. So you're going to have to walk really close to each other. And so I remember we're, we're walking, shuffling along pretty slowly because it is pitch black again. All you've got is the, the light of the moon and we're going downhill on a pretty small um, track and it's all, it's all gravel and, you know, it's, it's a little bit uneven. There's a couple of rocks and stuff as you go, big, big rocks that you climb over as you go down. Um, and, and so we're still, we're still climbing, going down. And all of a sudden, and for some reason, my memory goes to... Roadrunner, Wiley e. Coyote, and Acme kind of sound bites when I, when I remember this particular incident. But my mate, who's carrying some of the additional stuff, 
has slipped and he's gone <laughs> off the side of whatever we're on. And we're dark. We can't see anything. You can only see like, well, I could see probably two meters ahead. Everyone else behind me is seeing nothing. <laughs> so, and all I could hear is this. <laughs> sort of thing in my head. Obviously, it was more like the whole way down. And it's gone on for quite a few seconds. And you're hearing this, like, I reckon for at least 10 seconds. And you're just hearing this all the way down. Oh, and he's loud. The, the leaders just shouted, stop. And we're all standing there um, in fear for, oh, my God, this guy's just died. Like, he's just rolled off. I don't know what, where we are, but he's rolled all the way down. So we stop. He's, he's, got, his, he's got the torchlight um, and gone, gone down this hill looking for him. Um, I don't know how long we stood there. But it was a bloody long time. And he's managed to come back um, with my mate um, who's, who's okay, but has obviously okay. tumbled down this, this hill. So we've managed to get from there, get to the bottom um, and, and camp for the night, which turned out to be right next to um, a very large river, it turns out, because <laughs> there's, a, there's a weir there, a dam type thing. Um, which we didn't know until you know you, you set up your tent and you had your two minute noodles and then morning when you wake up and you come out of your tent suddenly you, you see everything with the light and there's this weir which is like a 10 meter high structure damming off some of the the water um, right in front of us and then you look left up to the hill and you're like holy shit there is a sheer cliff basically that we've come down <laughs> and, and and my mate has fallen down just between like a whole heap of trees and he's managed to go down this one path that uh, I can kind of remember it. That's mostly shrubs. And he's, he's, if he'd fallen in any other bit, there is no doubt he would have run into a tree pretty hard. Um, I'm not sure how that would have ended up, but all, all I remember was when he, we, we got back to the tent afterwards, I checked him out and he was okay. And he's pulling out all the stuff. And, and my mate who's had the breakdown, he's had this second second disaster because all of his stuff that was in that bag has been broken. So he's got no <laughs> plate, no cup, no nothing to have his dinner with. Um, that bit was pretty funny. Oh, <laughs> 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 other mate was was in a, a okay position, but doing that in the dark and then hearing about that and just going, oh my god! Like, obviously, I was the one who fell down, but feeling that that angst of oh, this guy's just possibly died right next to you. Um, on a camp when you're you know 15 years old that was that was pretty pretty big so i can see why some of these camps yeah pretty full on and 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 obviously nothing that would have would have been um prepared for because we were supposed to be there two hours earlier if not for someone having having a breakdown basically so uh yeah that was that was a very interesting moment um one other thing which wasn't from our camp but um they, they did this camp for every every um class in the year was that um one guy that you do know, one of my mates, Will Darlington, um, they, one of the things you do in the morning is you actually go up on the weir and you look out. And also it's, it's like 10 metres high. Um, and Will had been up there and apparently slipped backwards and fell off the weir into the water. <laughs> <laughs> 10 metres off. Um, I wasn't on that, but apparently, again, everyone thought that a potential death as well, like falling backwards off that and then landing in the water and, you know, the, the leader had to dive in and the rest of it to save him. So um, the things that happen <laughs> when you go to an all-boys school. For some oh, reason, I just pictured that Cam Hung was near him and <laughs> <laughs> I just come out of the bushes. Just came out of the bushes, yeah. <laughs> oh, gold. <laughs> Um, we are coming closer to, to our time limit. Does anyone have any other things they'd like to, to share on this theme? 
I have a lot of other stories, but I'll leave them. One one thing that I was thinking about when, when this topic came up was that I took the Pakenham Cranbourne line for a lot of years and probably have about 500 stories um, <laughs> just about taking the Pakenham Cranbourne line, including one person in front of me saying to his mate, oh, Cranbourne's a hole, and then some other guy across the corridor going, I live in Cranbourne, <laughs> and, then, and then beating the shit out of him. Um, but, yeah, that, that's a whole whole separate um, kettle of fish, so nothing more for me. Not kind of a, not, not a Cranbourne hole. <laughs> it's a great line, great line. Can, can I use that theme then to finish off with one story about being on a train in the subway um, in New York, and it was Peg and I, this was probably, I think it was 2013, and, and we wanted to go and visit this place called Sylvia's Fried Chicken, uh, Fried Chicken and Waffle, uh, apparently hmm. very famous. So um, we were staying um, like downtown somewhere in, in, in Manhattan. So we, we'd got the subway, thought we'd be um, typical New Yorkers and try not to look like tourists. And so we'd go, go to the subway, get down there, get on the train. Um, I think we had to change somewhere, but we're going through Central, Central Park and it's all packed out. Um, and being New York, um, there's obviously a lot of other tourists, a lot of nationalities, um, pretty packed train. And I remember we're going through Central Park and we're looking up the address, just trying to work out where we're going to get off. Um, and we're getting towards the end of Central, uh, Central, Central Park. And um, the doors kind of close for the last stop at the northern end. Um, and, and we're still like looking through everything. The doors close, the train starts to move. And then um, the lights dim as, as we're going through the next bit. So the lights are flickering on and off and, and Peg kind of just elbows me. I'm just like, I'm like, what? And I look up and all of a sudden, it was a packed train previously, all nationalities on there. Suddenly the train's pretty empty. Um, there's a few shady looking characters. We're the only tourist. We're clearly the only tourists left on this train. <laughs> we are clearly the only Asians left on this train. <laughs> And, and I'm carrying like a camera out and I'm like, oh, fuck, what am I doing? <laughs> um, and, we're, and, and we're like, oh, shit, we are on our way to Harlem. Yep. Uh, we're feeling a little bit out of place now. And, and just as we're thinking that, we turn a corner and, as I said, like the lights in the train just keep going on and off. And we're like, oh, God, this is a horror movie. Like, we're going to get killed. <laughs> Obviously. And, and that was scary. Um, probably more at the time in retrospect, we're just on a train. Um, now, again, don't know how, how hard that, that particular line is. Um, it could be Cranbourne Pakenham or it could be, could be more or less, uh, could be going down to Franger. Um, but I remember we, we, we're like, oh, stay close and let's get off straight away at the next, next, um, stop. And so we do. And as we get out, there's a whole horde of cops there. There's probably five or six of them. And literally four black guys up against the wall. They've got the batons out. They're hitting them. They're saying, show us the flag. <laughs> I'm like, oh, holy, holy fuck. <laughs> so Peg and I quick get up. That no, Not many people have got off on this particular stop. Um, a couple of other um, African-American people have jumped off the train and are kind of trying to get in and intervene. And I'm like, well, this is not a scene we need to be involved in. We need to get out. <laughs> get, up, get up to street level. And it, the weirdest feeling, like, no one around at all it's like completely dead i'm like is this an apocalypse what has just what has just happened um and then we ended up 
traipsing the streets for a couple of streets until we found Sylvia's, which then had a massive long line with um, a whole heap of tourists and um, <laughs> not just African Americans, but a heap a long line. We're like, oh, we're feeling safe again. We're with the tourists. But hold on, hold on. You got off. You got off. You got off um, the train, the subway, um, in an isolated area in in Harlem. And yeah. you decided to walk two blocks. Yes. <laughs> because we thought that was safer than staying on the train for those two blocks. Yeah, probably not, right? <laughs> in, in hindsight, I don't know. In hindsight, we would have taken a cab <laughs> if we really wanted to go. Yeah. But yes, we're like, uh, this wasn't, wasn't possibly the best idea. <laughs> this, sa- this sounds a lot like Die Hard 3. Um, <laughs> were you wearing a billboard? By the train? <laughs> Oh, oh my god how was the chicken though <laughs> amazing amazing it was worth it, no well i don't know it was worth the trip it was good <laughs> very 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 good yeah it would have been it would have been bad if it would it takes the shit <laughs> uh, especially when we had to then stand in line for like an hour so yes <laughs> and obviously we weren't going anywhere from that line <laughs> mm. did, you, did you catch a cat back uh yes <laughs> <laughs> or did you got... did you do what the girl did with you in the cave you went to another tourist and said can you walk with us <laughs> uh, can you light up with me yeah. <laughs> stay with us please where are you going I'll share a card oh god okay that was good good fun um, yeah a couple too many scary experiences there that I don't want to relive at least um <laughs> A few fun ones in there, uh, especially the, the Cobram one, um, Chris, that you didn't actually end up uh, mentioning, but we did talk about it before we we mentioned it before we went into the main segment. Um, but that's for maybe for another day. <laughs> we could have a Cobram episode. <laughs> no recurring segment this week because Ultimate Footy is done, but a huge game Friday night, Melbourne uh, versus Geelong. So, Pete. Good, good luck. Hopefully this whole thing again. Long. Last time, last again. time it was um, Melbourne v Geelong to see who finishes on top. And um, it could almost be a repeat of that, although it's to see who makes the grand final, but hopefully whoever does wins, wins the grand final. Um, I think the support will be on this side of the draw, possibly. Yeah. More so yeah. than the other. So all the best. Um, no side, no side you, bets? No, no side bets. I think um No, no side bets for this. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I just wanna I just wanna see it. We we've been all over the place, so you never know who's gonna turn up yep. um on Friday night. Especially yeah. since it's on neutral ground. It's, it's yeah. played played over in Perth in front of a, a sold out crowd as well, apparently. So that'll be interesting. I think they can fit sixty thousand in there. Um which is probably better than if Melbourne had played in an empty MCG which we have lost a few times when it's been empty. So <laughs> this could be, yeah. could be okay for us. We'll see. See how it goes. Uh, so, yeah, and we, we are getting closer to the start of the NBA season. So soon we'll have some recurring fantasy segments, I'm sure. Well, one thing, one thing that we can monitor that happened today was a call out to expand the Dynasty League, um, which uh, let's see how that turns out but yes drafts are coming up quicker than i can uh, keep up with to be honest but um yeah yeah when's, when's jacko on board again <laughs> yeah yeah as soon as possible yeah. um gonna free up a lot of time yeah hopefully 
Um, but yeah, um, yeah. Then then we'll we'll move back to having some recurring uh, uh, segments. What will be interesting is, um, I guess, there's a couple of big names who could still be on the move. So we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. You can't go too early with these drafts either, because Simmons is still sitting there waiting for someone to come. Mm-hmm. Get him. Didn't yeah, that happen did. one year with Harden? Yep. Yes. Yeah. Yep. yep. When he moved to Brooklyn, and yeah. then he sat when out for came. like <laughs> for what half yeah. the season, basically, for yeah. all not wasn't, half the season, a couple of months. Still wasn't one of the game. trade options. What well, wasn't one of the trade options? Simmons. Yes. Yes, he was. That was the, the main one. <laughs> what could have been? Uh, could, have, uh, could have been. No, no one's going to miss keeper though, so that that should be not an issue. No, that could have been a disaster. I think that's oh, yeah, before. Absolutely, yeah. Mm. Yep. Okay, good one. Thanks, Chris, for for coming along tonight. Thanks, Chris. Yeah, fantastic, Chris. Hopefully, you don't sound like a a shaz type chipmunk, and if you don't, it'll be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> That was amazing. Uh, I, I love Shaz as a chipmunk. So actually, so, so actually if, if, if I may, um, what, one, one, one thing from one of the earlier episodes, uh, I remember you guys talking about sort of naming the, um, the, the, the podcast. Yes. And then, oh, yeah. And, mm-hmm. and then um, so, so a couple of thoughts came into my head sort of coming, uh, you know, coming a couple of episodes through that, right? Um, it then talked about uh, you guys were talking about like um, I think it was 4D movies or something like that, and and so I was like, oh wow, like you know, so so this this could go one of two ways, right? It's and, and sorry, the the other thing was um, you guys were trying to uh, I think it was um, you were talking about um, uh, well dictionaries and uh, yeah. trying to ex- tr- trying to trying to tell Zane what what. Um, and um, I've always I've forgotten the, oh, underrated, yeah. underrated. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, what underrated, overrated means. So, so two things popped into my head. It's either explain to Zane, or it's Zane explains because his, his explanation of four D movies. It was just like wow, like he knows his shit. You really <laughs> did know his shit about four D movies. That, that, yeah. that should be a, that should be a yeah. segment, a special segment, I think. <laughs> where we get Zane to explain something, how something yeah. works. Oh, I like we, should, that. we should get people to write in if they can. <laughs> on, the, on the spot <laughs> topic. On the spot topic. Unrehearsed. Yeah. That'd exactly. be perfect. We just yeah, I like it. that. I like that. Let's yeah. do that. I'm on for it. Yeah, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, there was that, and, and then the 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 shittest one of the bunch was um, um, uh, a um, obviously it's a a controversial take, but um, uh, a shiitake. <laughs> Shiitake. Which, which you, yeah, when, when you, mushroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so when you spell it out, it's a shit take. It's a shit take. But, yeah, but I like that. But That's at good. least you get you, you get like a, 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 a mascot out of it, right? You go mushroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we do need yeah. a fatso. Who, You've made a who great point. Who doesn't like a fun guy? Yeah. <laughs> You're using my type of jokes now. I like yeah. it. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I, thought Tubbs, I thought Tubbsy was our mascot. <laughs> um, well, he, he's not on the picture for the for the podcast. But I look on we, Spotify. We, we get out into the bottom. He's been on he's our, now. He's our import, like the NBL import. He's our Leon Trimmingham. 
Except he's not called jumping. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Great, great suggestion, Chris. We're going to definitely use that. I think Expl- Zane Explains is going to be a new segment next week. Oh, I like it. Awesome. Yeah. Cool. Awesome. Well, we need to finish up because we're about to run out of time. So thank you, everyone, for listening. We'll be back next week with our new segment. See you then. <laughs> See, See you. <laughs> See you.